There we go. So hear me do my intro in a minute and all this will, we can edit stuff if dogs bark in the background later. Cool. You know, we're homeschoolers. We, we're sort of used to dogs barking, you know, crickets chirping, all that stuff. Cause the world Hyper is our changing the middle of it. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Homeschool Expert is here to equip you to homeschool confidently with help from the experts. You can do this, and we are here to help. Visit homeschoolexpert.com for video and print resources. Helping you homeschool confidently is our host, Anne Crossman, and her guest expert for today's special broadcast. Hi, friend, and welcome to Homeschool Expert. We're going to get a big picture view of homeschooling across America as we talk with Kirk Cameron and Caleb Price, the executive producer and director, respectively, about their experiences while filming their latest movie, The Homeschool Awakening. Their film, The Homeschool Awakening, will be in theaters June 13th through 14th of 2022, so I encourage you to check it out. In fact, my family and I are really grateful to have been a part of the filming, so we will definitely be in theaters. In the meantime, I can't wait to hear more of the backstory for this film. So Kirk and Caleb, thank you so much for being here. Totally. My pleasure. Thanks for having us on the on your show, Anne. Well, I know we've got you for a short bit of time today, so so we'll keep it quick and exciting. But my hope today with our conversation is to really make this topic personal, uh, to help our friend listening feel closer to the people involved in the project and also maybe understand more of what the project is about. So I know while we could take this topic in all sorts of the directions that might garner all kinds of reactions, really we want to focus on what we have in common, which is families. We have families. We care about our kids. We love our kids. We want to find out what's best for them. And so Kirk, let's start with you. How does homeschooling fit into your story? Uh, Were you homeschooled or was this something you did with your kids? So uh, I grew up going to public school. My dad is a public school teacher and my grandmother and grandfather were both public school teachers. So homeschooling was not on the radar. And when my wife, Chelsea, and I uh, started raising our family with six kids, homeschool was never one of the things we talked about. Our kids went to a private Mm -hmm. school. And then after sixth grade, we weren't crazy about the options. And I was missing time with my kids after seven, eight hours of day, a day at school and sports and a couple hours of homework, it was like, wait a minute, I, I just got home from work and the kids are going, they're going to bed. Yeah. And I thought, we've got to, we've got to figure this out. And I remember uh, a friend of mine started to introduce me to the idea of homeschooling. And I thought he was crazy. I thought, are you <laughs> kidding me? Like who homeschools? Those crazy homeschoolers. Like, that sounds yep. like, like, don't you have to be a Quaker? or drive a horse and buggy or something. (laughs) I'm like, no, we're not doing, I live in Hollywood, California. Um, And, and by the way, what, you know, I've seen, I've seen pictures of homeschoolers. I mean, my wife, Looks great in stilettos. I'm not putting her in a floor length denim jumper (laughs) with a head covering and flats. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So, so it took a while, but we, we, we eventually discovered that homeschooling was nothing like what we thought. Mm -hmm. Sure. There, there are, uh, you know, there's homesteaders that, uh, you know, have the backyard chickens and everything else. But before we knew it, we were, um, pulling our kids out of school. We were buying a whole library full of books. We were, uh, sort of unlearning things we had learned and we were flourishing as a young family learning how to do life together again as homeschoolers. 
Yeah, that is really fun. And it's all about the customization, as you're saying. It looks different for your family than it looks for mine or everybody else's because you're making it fit your world. So that's terrific. Okay. And then Caleb, I remember talking with you when we were filming about how you came into the project with one perspective of what homeschooling might be, Conestoga wagons and all, uh, and then how it was a little bit different from what you expected. So can you talk about that initial perception and how that might relate maybe to your experiences as a dad or what you're thinking about education now? Yeah, totally. So um, when Kirk first, uh, so Kirk and I worked together off and on for six years. We did a movie called Connect, and then we did a TV show. We did like four e-courses, helped him with a bunch of promotional stuff with American Campfire. So we, we always talk about different ideas. And I remember him saying, you know, what would be really cool is a documentary on homeschooling. And I said, Kirk, that sounds horrifically boring. <laughs> Um, and he kind of just, he he laughed. And I remember, I don't know if you remember this, Kirk, but we were in your kitchen shooting something. And I I think it was the first time I'd been in your house for an extended period of time. I remember kind of looking around because your kids were not that old, uh, yet. And I remember asking, I was like, so where do you, like, where's the desks? Like, so how does, so does Chelsea, does she, so it's like eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember Kirk, the look you gave me, you're just like, and you like couldn't even go into it because we were doing something else. I, I was just so far off base, like what even that world looked like. You just kind of laughed. You're like, oh, buddy, like I don't even I don't even know where to start. And so when this project came up and I I, I started reaching like researching, calling people like you and, you know, through your uh, website, the homeschool expert, and then talking to Kirk more about it and all these other families across the country, I realized, oh, it's nothing at all what I thought it was. It's not it's not duplicating a classroom setting in your house with Mm -hmm. desks and an eight hour schedule. And, you know, you know, that's actually a relatively new construct. And so I would say this project is probably the single most influential thing I've ever done in my entire life um, Mm -hmm. from a creative perspective, because it completely changed um, my wife and I's perspective on education and how we're even going to raise our kids. Oh, wow. So personally influential as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went into it like um, wanting to tell a great story. Um, (laughs) I knew I knew that Kirk and I could interview, you know, experts and people about education and the history and what it means. But I knew like at the core, what an audience member wants, what I would want, like I want to be I want to see these families. Like, what does this mysterious world actually look Mm -hmm. like? I mean, people could talk about why they left, right? Like either they have qualms with public school or they traveled a lot or military or, you know, stuff like that. Or they live in Hollywood. Yeah. Or they live in Hollywood, but I wanted to to live it. So once I actually, you know, sat, you know, with like your family and these other families and, and really just saw a, a more holistic lifestyle and just people living in community and like, yeah, it, I just, I just wanted, I wanted that. I wanted to to put that in my life. And I had three more kids while making the movie. So. And, and remind me, guys. So, Caleb, Kirk, how old are your kids now? Go ahead, well, go ahead. my kids are now uh, 25, 24, 23, 22, 21, and 20. That was really <laughs> smart. Yeah, just put them in order. Gosh, what was yeah. I thinking? Spacing them out. Okay, Caleb, how about you? I, I could tell you what you were thinking. You were thinking sanity because my kids are... <laughs> are five, four, 18 months. And then I have identical twin boys that are six months. Holy cow. That's an nice. addition since I saw you last. Bless you guys. Yeah, that's when I, awesome. When, I, when we filmed, I had two kids. Yes, you did. You kept going <laughs> with the ages. I was like, wait, 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 there's more, but wait, there's more. That's fantastic. Yeah. So then 
uh, in looking at this project overall, how many homeschool families were involved in it, Kirk? And what sort of backgrounds do you feel like they represented in terms of education, economics, goals for their kids, that sort of thing? Well, Caleb, uh, please uh, jump in here with me. I, I believe we interviewed or or included uh, at the end of the editing process about 17 families, would you say? Yeah, about 17 stories. Yeah, 17 mm-hmm. to 20. With all sorts of backgrounds. So we have families living in a rural setting, you know, cows and goats and chickens. Uh, there may be a head covering or two in the movie. I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, And then we've got the, the, you know, the urban setting and families who are running a parkour business and a gym and uh, a young man who is a pilot. And uh, he probably Mm -hmm. doesn't have his driver's license yet, but he's working on his pilot license and he's. That guy was amazing. Yes. (laughs) It's, it's really cool. So kids who learn differently, uh, we, we have some wonderful uh, mentors in the documentary, like Dr. Kathy Cook, who talks about um, in her book, Eight Great Smarts, the fact that children learn with different styles, uh, not to mention that parents teach with different styles because they mm-hmm. have their own learning styles. And so while some are are visually oriented uh, and some are maybe very logic smart, others are picture and people smart. Um, and, and it's just great to see the, the incredible diversity and variety that God has um, built the human race with. And then we learn that you actually get to tap into those uniquenesses with homeschooling to be able to homeschool your kids in a way that helps them to flourish rather than a cookie cutter system that sort of homogenizes everyone, um, in a way that doesn't allow you to, to, to really bring out their gifts and talents like you could, if you could be a little more flexible. Yeah, if it was customized. And so then, Caleb, no names, right? You can keep them anonymous. But were there any stories in the course of filming this that surprised you? Like, I never thought that would be a homeschooler, like a homeschooler could look like this. Well, I, uh, so first off, their, their names are probably okay with their names because their names <laughs> okay. are all over the movie. <laughs> the whole world's about to know them. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, all of them. So uh, there's a family of eight kids in Texas and you know, my mind's just reeling and like, how does this work? And he's a tech entrepreneur. He's making and selling apps. And then his wife is in like the top um, percentage of essential oils. And then she also runs like a counseling business, but they're like so intricately involved in their kids' lives as well. Um, I think, I I just never thought, I think there's this, there's, there's this perception, like you definitely can't be an entrepreneur and homeschool. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can't have a career and homeschool. Like if you're going to homeschool, like that's your identity, that's it. But what I saw were these kids at a pretty early age being intricately involved in the entrepreneurship, in the businesses. Um, There's this, uh, uh, an, an NBA guy in Indiana, he's in the film. They have four kids. And they're vegan. They had to go vegan for health reasons with their youngest. Um, it's a really cool story. And and their daughter one day, they were just uh, getting snacks one day, and they were really. Their daughter was like seven, so she was so frustrated. She's like, "Mommy, like, there's no snacks for us, you know?" Because, and so, and part so for homeschooling, they said, "Okay, you know what we're doing now for the next few months? We're going to fix that problem." So their homeschooling was uh, getting the cost of vending machines, finding out how much it would be to supply them. And then they, and then that became their school and they invested in three and now they've got three vending machines in hospitals. So I think it was just, so yeah, it's that, and he's a professional sports star. So, so all of those things, like Kirk had just said, there's this, there's this misconception, which was my misconception of who can homeschool 
and it's the homesteaders, which, you know, Howard is like, that's awesome. But like in my mind, that was it. Like you couldn't mm-hmm. do it if you lived in an urban setting. You couldn't do it if you had a career. You couldn't do it. And then I, I just, every time I was with the family, I just realized I was wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So, which means you did a good job with your job because you didn't set out to prove your perspective. You set out to explore. And that's what a documentary hopefully is for the people who are attending that they're coming in. Right. Kirk, and we were talking about this before we started that um, who is it that you're hoping is going to come to this movie? Well, I'm hoping that people who felt just or who do feel like I felt, which is uh, homeschooling. What is that all about? I'm hearing more about it. I know mm-hmm. that COVID resulted in so many public schools shutting down that kids wound up at home and the homeschool uh, numbers just spiked all over the country. You've got like 63% more homeschoolers than the, the year before. Yeah. And we're one of them and we we're we're panicking. We don't know we don't know how to do this, but it feels like there's something right about it. Well watch the homeschool awakening because it's gonna answer questions. Um, it's going to show you the how-tos, the ins and outs and demystify it a bit and debunk some of the myths that may be keeping you from exploring. So Mm. I I want people who are also uh, veteran homeschoolers that may have skeptical uh, family members and friends uh, or people who are just looking to be recharged and encouraged. Maybe you need a little more, a little more gas in the tank. Uh, You're you're going through a dry spell and you want to be encouraged and inspired and reminded uh, how, how worth it it is to finish this race with your kids and how worth it your kids are come see homeschool awakening. I think it's, it has the potential to do all those things. I agree. I had an opportunity to see the preview ahead of time and, uh, it was so fun for me. It was, it was encouraging because it pushed me in my creativity a bit. How can I keep thinking outside the box with my kids' education? What can I be doing that isn't in a classroom such as the pilot lessons, um, which is just so awesome. So I was really encouraged watching it. I thought it was great and encouraged people to check it out for sure. Um, so then Kirk, what do you see as being one of the greatest needs in the homeschooling community that you have discovered in this process? That's a really good question. I I think that's really interesting because the homeschool movement has matured so much in the last 30 years, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when, when, when sort of the pioneers were just venturing out and saying, we can do this, um, there was so much to be done. There were so many needs, more curriculum, um, more legal protection, uh, more how to's more community, uh, locally for people who are feeling like I'm the only person I know who does this with my kids. Well, now we have so much community. We've got conventions. I just spoke at three of them recently and there's more curriculums than you could ever. Oh my word. Yes. It's hard to wade through all of the different types of curriculum and the different styles. Uh, So there's so much of this that's wonderful. I think sometimes parents feel overwhelmed, even within the homeschool community. There's almost this, uh, this burden of an expectation to be a perfect parent Mm -hmm. and to do things just the right way. And for your children to come out the other side is having this perfect faith, having the book of Ephesians memorized and ready to enter into Harvard on a, on an academic and Mueller music scholarship at the same time, (laughs) just to sort of prove to the world and everyone else in the community that you're good at this. I think that's one of the reasons I love the way the homeschool awakening turned out. And Caleb did such a great job uh, finding and highlighting these moments of parents who show that it's, this is not to be turned into some sort of 
pharisaical, legalistic competition between parents, right? Uh, this is really an opportunity to learn how to be a family and raise them the way that that they were designed by God to be raised in the context of loving parents who are actively involved in leading their children's education, uh, tapping into their gifts and talents, understanding their challenges and the difficulties, and being able to say, it's all good. And in community with other people say, we're helping each other. And this is all gonna, gonna turn out just the way that it's supposed to. Uh, we're all in. Um, we're not in to win awards. Uh, we're in to love our children, to honor God uh, in the process, and to help each other create the next generation of human beings that will flourish on the earth. Yeah. And you were right to, and I agree with all that. You were also right to reference the curriculum fairs in the beginning because I was homeschooled. And so at the time I was homeschooled, it was actually illegal to buy curriculum. You had to like scrape it out of dumpsters from the back <laughs> of schools. And now we have totally opened up the options for curriculum so much so that new parents coming in are overwhelmed even, but we have so many curriculum options. We have so many co-ops and community and online this yeah. and that all that's great. Um, when I look at it though, and I'd be curious your thoughts on this. One of the greatest needs I see is that we don't have, and I'm hoping your documentary can help with that. We don't have a succinct on-ramp for parents to enter homeschooling because they all enter with the same 15 questions. Where do I buy curriculum? How do I do it legally? What about the littles around the table? What if they have a learning disability? How do I find out? You know, like it's the same every time you and I have these conversations with people, uh, it's the same questions over and over again. And that's actually why I started homeschool expert was, um, to create this free video, uh, series, the parents, I tell them in less than a superhero movie, you can be your kid's superhero with your education, because I'm taking 30 years of homeschooling public education. I was a public high school English teacher. Also all that training and condensing it down into two little over two hours and saying, okay, just watch this. And at least you have a starting point and then customize it. Like you're saying, customize it to what fits your family what fits their needs. Kayla, what about you? What were you seeing as some of the greatest needs in the homeschool community? Well, um, I mean, everything Kirk said and you said are, are I think, true because I, uh, so when I first started this, basically after the first interview, I was all in and I came, I flew home. I told Steph, I was like, all right, we're homeschooling the kids. And she's like, <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> Wait a second, Caleb, you just straight up told your wife we're homeschooling the kids? <laughs> Yeah, I told Steph, I was like, look, Kirk was right. Um, and she was like, look, I don't care what oh, Kirk great, is. Great, great, great. What kind of friend are you? She was like, good for Chelsea. That's fantastic. I'm so happy good. for her. I'm not doing that. She said, and we're going to have twins in a few years, but surprise. Oh, yeah, God. Okay. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was we're homeschooling the kids and you've got twins. Yeah, it was, <laughs> uh, it was, it was, it, that's exactly kind of how it went, what, how it happened. Everything you said, Anne, is true. I have the luxury of being able to travel all over the country and asking people like to their face. I'm like, so how do you do it? And all of their answers were different. And so I think one of the greatest needs is something you kind of put, you said in the movie, Anne, which people should go see the movie and they'll find out, is realize that your, your concerns about their actual academics needs to take a pause for a while. Everyone I talked to who left public school or private or a more, more um, normal system and then tried to homeschool immediately. And when I say homeschool immediately, I mean 
get a curriculum and just get it. Every single one of them said it was a disaster. However, but when they all said we paused just to be a family for a while and that pause time varied, Uh you know, a few weeks, some of them much longer, like a year to just refigure out how to be around each other. Cause I Mm -hmm. think there's, um, and like Kirk had said too, there's a lot of people in some States right now that are very disenfranchised with what's going on in their public school system. So they're like leading the charge. Like let's, let's get out, let's homeschool, which, you know, if that's their conviction, you should amazing, but man, don't hit the ground running with academics. Cause you're going to have to figure out how to be a family again, right. because you have built a system where your kids were away from you for what, seven 30 in the morning till sometimes four or five at night. Like I think one of the greatest needs in the homeschool community for those that are starting out like me is just breathe, you know, (laughs) like just breathe, take a breath. And it, it took, and it took me a long time to understand, like, you know, the the first thing in my mind was like, is Grayson going to be where he needs to be at? Grayson's my oldest. Is he going to read when he needs to read? And then it took me a long time to realize those milestones are essentially made up. Like they're based on data of lots of kids, but every kid is different. Like your kid is different. Like what they're going through is different. Um, I think there's, there's such a need in the homeschool community. Yeah. Just to take a breath, be a family for a while, start to find other communities and find your people who are on a similar mission and then start looking into the curriculum. So I would say the greatest need is people just need to take a breath. Like right. And we kind of talk about that a bit too. I think I don't remember if this part made it in the film or not. When you and I were talking about how to get started successfully, it's how do you build a flexible schedule for your family yeah. so that you yeah, sort of understand the day, right? Point one, let's start there. Please don't buy curriculum. That's point four, <laughs> right? Or point two, how do I understand my child's learning needs and needs in general? I can't do that unless I've paused, just like you're saying. And we've sort of had this honeymoon phase of reacquainting. Um, and then thirdly, how do I find a community? because that's going to be a life source. And after all those things, curriculum is so much easier to sort out. Was that your experience, Kirk, when you guys were diving in or which order did you go in? So similarly, I had somebody tell me uh, as I was, that was one of my first questions. What about curriculum? How are we going to keep up with everything? You know, uh, I remember as a kid, if you missed a week of homework, it was, it was death, right? Your whole weekend was shot. You it was terrible. How are we going to, if we miss a month, that's going to be impossible. And he said, Kirk, if you do nothing other than take the first six months and just learn how to be a family again, you'll be so far ahead of the game and your children will be so much better uh, adjusted Mm -hmm. and they will, you know, first of all, there's nothing to catch up to. Uh, You got to sort of unlearn that whole idea. Yes. You've yes. got to catch up to something. Um, your children will have a peace of mind and be in an environment that is so conducive to cultivating their curiosity and their sense of adventure and creativity that they're going to likely soar past their peers uh, in no time. Um, not that, again, that's your goal, but don't worry about that. Just learn how to be a family first. Yeah, that, that set me uh, at ease. And I thought, boy, if, if this is true, and this guy knows what he's talking about, uh, I like this. I like this plan. Yeah, but it is terrifying. The first step out as the parent to be like, I'm going to not do what with their curriculum and education for yeah. a few months. 
I'm going to, I'm going to ruin them. And all of us, I think go through this. My parents did it with us when they pulled me out of school. And so we're going to, all the grandparents are saying we're going to ruin her. Right. And it's not until that first year out. Then you take those state exams at the end and go, Oh, well, how about that? The reading level is actually better. They're mad. Huh? They got better with one-on-one education. Who would have thought? Uh, So it (laughs) buys time for that pause at the beginning. So you can evaluate where, what are, what do you need to know? What don't you know? Where are your gaps? Um, what are you struggling with? You think you're stupid? Okay, we got to start with that before we can even start learning and unlearn the negative lies that you that you learned yeah. in school. Yeah, that's, that's right. And um, I love that you said that some people do start out with these these negative ideas, especially if you've been like in a in a special learning class or you have some mm-hmm. sort of a learning disability and you've right. been late and you've been labeled. And, and, you know, you're taken out of your classroom every mornings to go learn with the other kids who also have learning disabilities. Once you get that sort of straightened out and you say, well, wait a minute, God's made me with certain uniquenesses and certain capabilities. Uh, I mean, if you, you look at the, the geniuses and the entrepreneurs and the incredibly creative people that just, you know, were, were terrible in a traditional school setting for probably a number of reasons but um, they they were able to do genius things. And these kids are not stupid. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not dumb. And that's why I love Dr. Kathy's book, Eight Great Smarts, is because yep. it sort of makes sense of all of that and goes, oh, wow, I'm just different. And we've had her on the podcast yeah. twice. So to the, our friend listening right now, if you're hearing Dr. Kathy's name mentioned, you're like, who is this Dr. Kathy? Just scroll yeah. back through our podcast list because uh, she's there. Um, but yeah. I, I absolutely agree with that. So then Kirk, what message is most important to you in your film, The Homeschool Awakening? I think that there are millions. In fact, I know that there are millions of parents just like me, um, just like you, like Caleb and, and Steph. And they're watching the news. They're realizing that there are big problems going on um, in our in our country. And our children are the ones who really have to deal with this as the future leaders and parents in the country. And these are problems that run the gamut from economic problems to political problems. Uh, those are those are on fire right now, but mm-hmm. also moral concerns, spiritual concerns. And they're wondering if they have any real options. Can I really make a difference? I mean, all this stuff is just sort of set in place. Are we just hoping to get through it? And I want to say there's perhaps nothing more important that we could leave for our children as a legacy and as a, and and invest in them now than to provide for them the best educational experience that we can. Mm-hmm. And if you're not happy with the situation you've currently got your kids in, there is hope. There are so many options. You're not stuck. And there are millions of families who are successfully uh pulling their kids out of situations that they know are not healthy and starting them in new ones where they're flourishing, not only the kids as individuals, but the families as units and entire communities of people who are doing life together. Okay. So Caleb, I can only imagine how many hours of footage you had to sort through. I mean, my interview alone, you guys were at the house almost half a day, which I have to say we had moved in five days before you showed up to film. And you were so great because you only 
looked at the one area of our house that didn't have boxes and paper. So thank you uh, for yeah. that <laughs> to preserve the facade of it looking like we had it all together. Um, but anyway, you've got all this uh, editing floor clips. I mean, it's just so much stuff. What did you see as the meta theme or big picture that stood out to you in the footage that you were trying to emphasize as you put it together? Oh man. Um, yeah, I had enough, I have enough footage. I could probably make a TV show. Um, <laughs> yeah. which maybe that'll be the next thing Kirk and I do. I don't know. There's enough there. I think that the big meta theme, um, one, every family to some degree, except, except you and two other families, because they had so many kids and they had been homeschooling for so long, they had a piece about them, but the rest were, were, were still amazing. But there's this, there was this theme of where we still feel like outliers. Um, mm. we still feel kind of like, not maybe alone, but we're still each day is a little bit of step in the dark. We believe we're doing the right thing, which is why in the movie, um, I, 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 I do families. I actually was able to capture two families who are homeschooling live, basically on camera for the first time in their life. So you get to kind of watch that happen. And then you have these families who, who homeschooled all through high school, their kids went to college and have their own kids now. So I really tried mm -hmm. to capture the gamut, but there was this meta theme of still feeling a little bit unsure. Um, still, especially with the younger kids, like, is my kid going to get to college? Do they need to go to college? Am I doing the right thing? And um, I think they were just able to realize that they, they are doing the right thing because at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're a family and they're yes. close and they love each other more. And you, I, I've noticed since homeschooling, because now it's interesting, um, people were like, oh, you did it. Grayson's five, Emory's four. You know, your two oldest can go to preschool and um, kindergarten and you can focus on the babies. We're sleep training right now. So I'm a little sleep deprived. Uh, but um, uh, it was like, no, you know, I've realized like I, I can get I can I can get angry. I can, you know, say something snappy. And because we've chosen to homeschool. And this is a big theme, like you asked, I saw with all these other families, you have so many more opportunities with your kids. You have so many more chances to, to apologize, to say sorry, to, to rebuild trust, to work on that. And that was a big theme I saw with all the families. Um, yeah. They just get to be, they, there's just so much more time together. It just, be, it just paints this picture, like Kirk was saying, of just like, this is right. Like we're together. So. Yeah. And if your kids leave homeschooling, with a love for learning and knowing how to learn and tool themselves, frankly, what more do we need to pursue whatever career or future that we're looking for? We know how to learn and we love learning. No, nothing's going to get in your kiddo's way. So then Kirk, I know we got to wrap up here. How do people find this movie and any last thoughts you have for, for potential viewers? Well, yes. Could I add one more topic to our conversation? Mm -hmm. Just, just Please for do. A, a moment. I had mentioned earlier that so many millions of parents, um, are concerned about maybe even more than how well their children can read is how well their children can discern between good and evil and right and wrong and what's appropriate and healthy and what's not. There's just so many things flying around out there on social media that our kids are consuming. Mm -hmm. um, you know, God knows what their friends are showing them, uh, you know, but, out on the out, out on the sports field or you know behind closed doors somewhere and there there has been so much uh concern about sensitive topics being taught to children 
even as young as kindergarten to first grade and parents being cut out of the process uh, mm-hmm. and even told to just butt out and stay out because the, the teachers know best. I would say that this is perhaps even more important than you know how soon your children learn to read and do math. You've been entrusted by God to shape the hearts and souls of your children as well as their minds. Yeah. So their character, their virtue, their love for God and love for for people around them is critically important. And that's one of the great opportunities that you have as a homeschool parent is that you're not going to be shut down and told you can't pray with your kids or thank God that you live in a a country that has offered so much freedom for so many people. Um, You're going to be able to shepherd those little kids in just the direction that you know is best for them, not only academically, but maybe even more importantly, morally and spiritually. Yeah. And raising critical thinkers is something all of us want to do, no matter what perspective or faith background we're coming from. We want to teach our kids. How do you ask a good question? How do you source out the truth? That's such a, such an important thing. In fact, I just had uh, Julie Bogart on the show recently with her book, Raising Critical Thinkers. And we spent a whole podcast talking about that. How do we do that? So you're, you're absolutely right. That is so central. Um, Okay. So then where do people find your film? It's June 13, 14. How do they find it? So uh, the best thing to do is uh, right now, if you can, just go to thehomeschoolawakening.com, thehomeschoolawakening.com, and you can see there that you'll be able to watch the trailer. You'll also be able to uh, purchase your tickets. And here's why that's important. This movie's in movie theaters for two days only, June 13th and 14th. Once the tickets are gone, they're gone. And people are already reserving their seats by purchasing tickets. So if you want to go, if you want to bring your family, if you want to bring a group of friends, if you've got like a whole church group that wants to go see uh, or whatever, you can get uh, group discount tickets and all of that by reserving them early on the website. Uh, If you can't remember the homeschoolawakening.com, I've got a link on my website, which is kirkcameron.com. And buy a ticket for your neighbor who keeps coming over saying, you're going to ruin your kids. Be like, you know what? <laughs> Come see this movie. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, yeah. That's right. Okay. That's, that's excellent. Caleb, did you have something else you looked like you're jumping in with? No, no. I did respect for the time. I did think uh, I had to cut it out of the movie. So I'd like to make a whole bonus movie, but both you and one other family homeschooled a few, you know, a while ago, back before we had all these freedoms. And it's actually John Kirk, um, John Kreitz told the story that multiple times he would ride his bike in the neighborhood and the police would pick him up and take him home. And uh, they, the cops would say, like, oh, they thought know, he was playing hooky. Well, truancy, yeah, truancy, truancy, mm-hmm. truancy officers. And they, they would they would say, all right, son, where do you live? He says, no, it's OK. I'm just riding my bike. I'm I'm homeschooled. And this is in the 80s. Sure you are. They would tell him that's not a thing. And like to take him home. And they said every time the cop would be like, ma'am, he, I caught him running away. He said he was homeschooled. And the, the mom every time would say, no, yeah, we homeschool. We, we teach right here. And the cops like wouldn't know what to do. I just thought that was, we are, we are like, we are living in a good time. Like it's, it's, I feel so much freedom. Like Kirk had said, to be able to teach my own kids, to understand that there's resources, that there's other communities. There's people that like me that want to, to teach my our, our kids uh the biblical worldview 
And so I'm just so grateful that I don't have to really worry about, you know, we still get looks in the supermarket as, you know, the kids are getting older, but we're not getting arrested. So yeah, not getting arrested is a good start to the day. We used That's to have people approach us in the grocery store and say, <laughs> you have, or they would say to my mom, you have such nice children. They're so polite. They're so easy to talk to. Are they all homesick or why are they here? And she'd say they're homeschooled. And then they'd step back like two steps. Said, well, they're from Mercury, you know. Uh, so there's still a little bit of that, but to, the, to our friend listening, I really would love for you to go out and grab tickets to this. And I will, I will emphasize on the website, it is the Homeschool Awakening. I actually went to homeschoolawakening.com first, and that was not your site. So no, the Homeschool Awakening. So, so to our friend listening, please put the the in there. And um, yeah, thank you again, Kirk and Caleb, for making space to join me on this podcast. I know you have a lot going on right now as you're preparing to launch the Homeschool Awakening in theaters June 13th and 14th. And I really appreciate you joining me on the Homeschool Expert to share some of the backstory of the film. So thanks for being here. Oh, totally. my pleasure. Mine too. It's great to talk with you. And, and thank you for the incredible contribution uh, and investment of your time and resources that you're making into the homeschool community. I really do think that this is uh, the homeschool community is one of the great hopes for the success uh, of the future generation uh, because uh, nobody loves their kids more than parents. And I love the way that you encourage and equip parents um, to dive in, right? Just go 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 all in and all out for their kids because mm. they're worth it. It was my privilege and pleasure. Thank you. And thank you, friend, for joining us today. I hope you're walking away from this conversation feeling more equipped to teach the ones you love. See you next time. Thanks for joining Ann Crossman on our podcast, helping you homeschool confidently with help from the experts. You can do this, and we are here to help. We invite you to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast so you stay up to date on the latest resources. See you next time. Okay. That's a good, that's a good theme to look at. And hopefully parents then, um, and I lost my train of thought. So I'll edit this clip out. Just give me a second to find it. <laughs> I'm so glad because you look like you have every thought perfectly ordered in your, in your mind, just like those books on the shelves and cubby. <laughs> it's, 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 a Anna, it's, 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 no, it's, and, it's and the expert. So, you know, I'm glad she's a little human. Oh, what she's it, very human. But, oh, I well, can't remember. Half, it's not half, coming back to me. Go ahead, Caleb. No, halfway through your interview, and you told, I was remember like, man, she enunciates absurdly well. And I remember you, you said, <laughs> yeah, they, didn't you do that for a living for a while? I, yeah, that's funny. I was um, a recording artist, a spoken recording artist in Korea. Ah, for see? English as a second language. Wow. Yeah, it was a Knew lot it. of fun. That Something makes, weird. Something weird, you know. Um, but then, some people ahead, just they they put the emphasis on the wrong syllable, <laughs> but not you. <laughs> emphasis, the wrong Practice. syllable. Practice. Practice.